On this week's episode of Juke Sports, the fellas are back. And Tiger Woods is back, baby. We dive into his weekend at the Memorial Tournament and what he means for the sport of golf. And we get into the NFL and their lack of a plan for player safety for this upcoming 2020 season. Will they mess around and ruin the season for everyone? Sounds like a Roger Goodell move. Also, get into the 2020 MLB baseball season. It's back this week, and you get full predictions on all the divisions and the World Series outcome from both of us. The list this week gets a little heated, but we dive into the greatest stadium foods. Closing statements and a lot more. All right, let's giddy up. Welcome to another episode of Juke Sports, July 20th. I'm Katz, joined as always by Jake. Jake, it's getting there. We're getting there. Sports are finally coming back this week. I know we've had sports, but we're getting back. Baseball's coming back. A lot of other things. Hockey's on its way back. We've had golf for a little bit. We've had NASCAR, soccer, but we all know that. I don't watch soccer, but you know how I know sports are back? Tiger Woods is back. Tiger Woods is back, baby. He played this week in the Memorial. That's how I know sports are back. And it can only go uphill from here. Am I right? I mean, exactly. I mean, golf without Tiger Woods is like a cake without any icing. It just, it, it's just not the same. But now Tiger's back, didn't have a great day, didn't have a great weekend. But still, just having him back, it feels somewhat normal. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, he didn't shoot great. Um, the course, though, was playing very difficult. I believe there was only 10 people, 10 or 12 people that were under par uh, for the duration of it. But it was a big tournament for him to come back in the Memorial, uh, founded by Jack Nicholas. So it's the players love playing this tournament. So it was great to see him back. Uh, he was six over for the round, but the best part was that he almost didn't make the cut. But thanks to our good friend Bryson DeChambeau and him shooting a 10, Tiger didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> when All right, so uh, Bryson DeChambeau is hitting like 400, like, was it 400? Some drives. Yeah, 400 yeah, some some drives. So, like, my take on him, and so I saw he had this crazy drive, and everyone's tweeting about him, talking about it. And then I, then I saw that he shot a 10, and I'm thinking uh, – it took me back to the Happy Gilmore quote with Shooter McGavin, where he's just like, oh, yeah, where did he finish? Dead last? Yeah, he had a great day, though. I mean, I, and I understand that DeChambeau didn't have a terrible day, but it just automatically made me think of that clip because everyone's in awe of his driving – but then he had a complete and utter meltdown. Yeah, a complete blow-up hole. I mean, doesn't matter how many birdies or eagles you get um, when you're a pro golfer. I, I've never seen a 10 before mm. in my life from a professional golfer. I don't I, think I, mean, I have either. I've seen double bogeys. I've seen triple bogeys. But a 10 on the scorecard, and especially for him, because we all know everyone who's listened 
to the past couple episodes knows that he's like public enemy number one for Cots right now because <laughs> he's worried about his goddamn brand. Um, so to see that happen, to see him miss the cut, to see that shift the cut line in Tiger's favor to get Tiger uh, to Saturday and Sunday, that's all I needed. That made me happy. <laughs> but it's good news. Tiger's back. I think football's coming back. But we'll see. A couple days ago, the uh, email went out to GMs and head coaches on when players will report. Um, All players are scheduled to report by the 28th. So it's going to be interesting because, you know, the NFL had a couple months to figure this shit out. But there seems to be no protocol for uh, health uh, concerns for the players that are put in place. No health protocol. So, um I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't think it ends well, but I'm hoping um, it all works out. But I don't know. So we're going to have the NFL. The NFL is going to happen. But it, it just absolutely baffles me that the NFL, back in March, when all of this has this really started, everyone was saying, well, the NFL has a lot of time to uh, get it together and put a plan together. And it just seems like they're inviting these people to camp and it's like business as usual. And there's no, there's no opt-out clause. There's no, are the players going to be protected? What's the protocol? There are no, all the, there are all these questions and no answers. And the players rightfully are expressing their concerns because they don't feel that they are being protected or that there's a, a substantial plan in place to keep them safe. But, and I want to make this clear and I hope everyone listening and everyone reading um, these tweets and these statements that all the players want to play. And, and I think a lot of times that, a lot of people kind of automatically go to the notion of, oh, well, the players are spoiled and um, they are greedy and this and that. Where really, most more times than not, the players are trying to take care of themselves and the owners are getting in the way. And here again, and this again, this is probably from the top down with Roger Goodell, but the NFL, I don't know if they're there's anything in place or there's nothing shown that there's anything in place to show the players that they're being protected. Yeah, no. Um, so a couple of things. Yeah. That you hit on that. I want to touch on. I agree completely that um, older generations and even people, all, all, any type of person sometimes believes that because these are millionaires, they should just do, and they play a game. They should just do whatever they're mm-hmm. told to do. Um, which isn't the way oh, it you should play, work. You play a game for you play a game for a living. Come on, you. It's just a game that you play yeah. for a living. Come on. When realistically, that game that they play, you don't. That's just not a game from September to early February. Okay, their entire life is based around football. All right, how they take care of their bodies, how they work out. Because guess what? If they don't take care of themselves. And if they just take a vacation from February until 
June, guess what? They're not going to be in the league for that long. So I hate that argument of, oh, they just play a game for a living. Yeah. Sorry, Cox. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do say, and they don't have uh, the knowledge or perspective that you have, and it's just very ignorant comments. But the thing that blows my mind from this whole debacle is that, according to the players, the NFL hired – well, first, they're ignoring – what the players want and what the recommendations the players are putting forward. A lot of people, I think it was Stefan Diggs referenced how Adam Silver was very keen on listening to what the players wanted to do and how they would get the season back to finish this season. Um, so apparently that's not a thing. No one's listening to what the players are recommending or putting forward. And the second thing is apparently the NFL hired a bunch of experts to put in place safety recommendations, and now they're ignoring them, the same people they hired. It wasn't like the NFLPA. It was, you know, Roger Goodell and the owners hired all these safety experts, and now they're just ignoring them. So if you can't provide a safe work environment, and this is, and for the people who are out there, like, this is just a game you should play, yada, yada, yada. This is a business. First and foremost, sports are a business. And if you're not going to provide a safe work environment for your employees, then the employees shouldn't have to come into work. They shouldn't have to play. All these people who are bitching about, oh, it's just a game. They should go out and do whatever they want. If someone told you that you got to go to work tomorrow, but you could die or you could get COVID, you're going to, what, you're just going to do it? Risk the chance? No. You would sue your employer for not having a safe work environment. I, I mean, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's, I hope, I really, I really hope that the NFL um, just listens to the players and at least puts a plan together and puts uh, like an acclimation period, like something to at least put the players at ease of, okay, they didn't forget about us. We, we have precautions, like we have guidelines and precautions to keep us all safe. I hope to God that they do this. Let me ask you this. I know that it's different when than the NBA uh, perspective of how the NBA is handling it with the bubble. But why couldn't the NFL players, if they wanted to, if the players wanted to, why couldn't they have mini bubbles themselves? Team bubble, and then after a game that everyone gets to – I mean, like, you, would, you wouldn't be allowed to be on the field playing that game if – you know, unless you test the negative, but why couldn't teams self quarantine themselves throughout a whole season? I know it's a long are you season. Like, are you saying be, about an NFL bubble? Like an NFL bubble per team. Yeah, I don't think there's enough oh per team. Yeah. So it would be like for instance, the 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 Eagles would have a Eagles bubble where it would just be at their facility, it would just be players, coaches, personnel, whoever needs to be there and they would live there kind of like how the NBA is doing it, but they would be distance away from family members and but friends, etc. But they would still have to travel. But it, so well, they would still travel and still play the game. And then, but you wouldn't be allowed to travel unless you test the negative and you would like on that field, you wouldn't be allowed to play unless you test the negative. And then I guess fans so is a whole like different baseball. perspective. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Why couldn't they do something like that? I mean, they could cots, but I mean, football teams are like a miniature army. 
Because, I mean, I, yeah, I get that. I think that. I think I think it's the fact that there's way too many guys. Like baseball. I mean, how many guys are on a baseball roster? 25. 25, right? Yeah. I was going to say mid-20s. So I think it's a lot easier there. Like 25, you know, heck, that that's that's not even an entire offense. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm just trying to figure out a solution here because because my thing is, well, I I don't think you you're pretty have a strong stance on that. There's going to be an NFL season. We're going to get through it. I think there's an NFL season, but I don't think we get through a whole NFL season. Really? Yeah, because I mean, what happens if someone if these players are traveling outside and going back and forth from facilities, and it's not even the traveling part that I'm concerned about. Because they'd be traveling in packs, but if they're going home, going back and forth, doing their normal pre-COVID type of lifestyle before all this happened, and then getting tested back and forth, I mean, unless they're, I mean, I get, I would assume they're going to be tested right before the they get into the door every day at the facility. But I mean, I feel that there's higher possibilities that someone catches something, some they. Uh, spread it to someone else on the team and it becomes almost like a mini outbreak yeah. for a team. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I have no clue. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not a business decision maker for these organizations and the NFL itself. But I, I think that the time that they had and they still haven't figured it out yet just shows that Roger Goodell is a complete moron. I mean, so this is what, so I have the protocols that are under negotiation right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And so it's instructions for behavior while at team facilities, so what they need to do. Um, references to laboratories will handle all collection and analysis, what to do if you have sig- symptoms, what to do if you have a contact with someone who had symptoms or tested positive. Um, contact tracing. So it seems like it's all heavy on what are we doing if someone tests positive. But, but not how we're going to keep them exactly, safe to not, not keep lot. positive. How are we going to contain them? Yeah. It's it, almost it, like they did the bare minimum. It's, it's, and that's what the players have an issue with. That's cool. You can put all this stuff in place for me when I get it, but I don't want to get COVID. How are you going to keep, how are you going to prevent me and keep exactly. me safe from getting how are COVID? You gonna keep, exactly. How that's what they haven't done. And that's where they failed grossly. And I, like I said, I, I think we will have a start of the season. And I, again, I believe that they uh, canceled some of the preseason games to see what happens with training camp. Because if there becomes an outbreak, then you have that buffer where, okay, we pushed out some preseason games. So now there's a little bit more time before we actually have to put a product out in front of everyone. But I don't know. I, I, I can't see this going. I hope that it goes a full season, but I, I, I would be, I would be surprised if it, if something doesn't happen to hinder the full hiccup. season. There may be a hiccup, but I, I, full, I believe that they'll have a full season. I, I think so too, but I, I definitely think there's going to be a hiccup along the way. And it's not, I, I don't know what that is, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, so, keeping on the topic of NFL, um, we, we have to talk about just the absolute – you want to talk about sinking like the Titanic. Um, the, the professional football team in Washington um, 
is sinking faster than the Titanic. And, and Kotz, I'm going to say this. Even without the controversial and pretty, you know, offensive nickname that they had, the Redskins, even without that, the, Was- the Washington football team, the professional team in Washington for football, needs a total rebrand. They need a total rebrand because this is a team that has just been mediocre for the last, oh, I don't know, five, six years straight. And honestly, hasn't done anything to try to improve. You know, and and, and I know people listening might be saying, well, Jake, you know, you're – your Dolphins are mediocre. The Jags were mediocre. The Browns are terrible. But here's the difference. Those other franchises, at least the Dolphins are trying something with Flores. Okay? There's a plan in place. Um, the Jaguars were good for a little bit. Now they're trying to try, trying to rebuild again. Um, the Browns at least are tr- spending their money and trying to get better. But the Redskins are just it's like they're happy with being mediocre. Like Dan Snyder's happy with going to two playoff games in the last 10 years. Like he's okay with that. And I think that's where the whole franchise needs a total rebranding, a total rebrand, you know, and now to make it even worse, the sexual assault uh, um, allegations, allegations. Thank you. Um, we have that, the, the rumors that they were, you know, pimping out cheerleaders um, along with, you know, Jay Gruden might be on drug, was possibly on drugs. Like, That's not surprising, though. Come on. <laughs> I mean, just all of this stuff. Dan Snyder was on autopilot for the past, I don't know how many years. It's like Dan Snyder doesn't care. The, the Washington Redskins are like how the New York Knicks are in basketball. It's just, hey, let's just throw a team. We're going to make money anyway. And, and I feel like there just needs to be a complete overhaul of that entire franchise. Uh, you know, and it, with a name is good. And, and I hate to say this because I love the color schemes of the red and yellow. But I tell you what, they need to possibly rebrand that too. And by the end of it, it's going to be feeling like a nice shower after, you know, a four-day stint at Woodstock because you're going to feel rejuvenated. You're going to feel better. Hopefully the players will be fired up that there's going to be new management, and hopefully they don't waste Dwayne Haskins' career because his career is being wasted in that dumpster fire that is the Washington, that the professional football team in Washington. Yeah, I think uh, many people that are Redskins fans or even maybe within um, the NFL think Dan Snyder should go. I don't think he goes. I think he stays there. Um, he needs to. He needs to sell the team. I believe he's going to – yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I don't think that happens. Um, it's It's disheartening to hear the allegations put forth – by um, a lot of these women and, like you said, the cheerleaders who are almost pretty much being sex trafficked uh, across uh, the country. It's, first off, to talk about employees that 
were subject to this sexual harassment and this verbal abuse. It's already hard enough for women to break into sports, let alone knowing that they have to put up with shit like this. And that it makes them almost not willing to come up or bring it forward earlier because that could be your job. That could be your career if people don't believe you. And when people, when billionaires like Dan Snyder have so much power because money does control everything, it's it could be fearful and it could be tough to bring these allegations forward unless there's a group of people that are a group of women that are willing to come forward and put a stop to it. So I'm glad that's happened. I'm not glad that what they went through to get here, but I'm glad they're shedding light on it and it's being brought to the forefront. Dan Snyder, again, I I don't think he's going to sell. It's one of those notions that he could, he's going to try to hide this with, uh, name change, maybe they change the colors. It's funny that everything's coming out now and he has the ability to kind of, you know, get everything and get a clean start after uh, going through all of this. The The name and the logo was one thing, but then for this to come out, what, like a week or two after the yeah. name was brought to light again and how it was race, racist and things like that. I don't know. I think he stays, but I, I think they're in for a big overhaul. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be Snyder that goes, I don't think, and I could be wrong. Hopefully I am, but I think it's just everyone else um, in there. It's a complete overhaul from top to bottom of key personnel and key decision makers within the organization and then also the name and logo. So we'll see what happens. It's, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I will assume I, I agree with you on Haskins. I think Haskins can be something. I like Dwayne Haskins. I really team. do. Yeah, I, I I really think he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. But I just think his young years are being wasted there. And until you get a front office that actually cares and actually going to make moves, I mean, it, it's almost like like, and I I know I reference them as like the New York Knicks, but how about the Pirates? In baseball, mm-hmm. they're like not. It's like I remember all these Pittsburgh people that I know. That's all they say about how they don't do anything. They don't make any moves. It's like they don't care. Well, I mean, I think Pittsburgh is a little different because they're a small market team, and yeah, they have true. to they have to bring bring up players, and sometimes they don't have the cap to sign some of these uh, bigger bigger name players to keep them there. Um, kind of what's going on with my Cleveland Indians and Francisco Lindor, which right. um, kind of a good segue now. At least we do know. We're not, we don't know what's going to happen with the NFL or where it all nets out. Uh, I think we both agree that we're going to have a season. Mm-hmm. If it goes through completely 16 games without a hiccup, I think that's to be determined. Mm-hmm. But we got 60 games of baseball, and I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a very different year from the past. Um, I'm Obviously. curious to see. Yeah. I'm curious to see how um, a lot of these teams handle it. I think teams along the lines of the Braves, younger teams are going to benefit more from this shortened season versus your more veteran uh, type of teams who are more used to 160 
two-game season and kind of ease into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have been sitting around for a while, so it's going to be curious to see how it all takes place. But, again, there's going to be a lot of strategy with it. Baseball's mm-hmm. already a very strategic game. I'm curious to see a little bit of how the rotations take mm-hmm. shape, if there's going to be more teams with you know four-man rotations on the shortened season, mm-hmm. how they're going to manage bullpens, et cetera. So it's going to be interesting. Um, what do you think about I, how it goes this year? So I think the shortened season is going – I think it's going to help the um, some, of, some of the older players in the bullpen. I feel like as uh, seasons go on towards the end of the year, um, guys in the bullpen kind of, especially if they're a little bit older, they start to kind of die out. Um, now, with that being said, I do think younger guys – um, it'll benefit them more in the field and at the plate because I think they're just they're gonna have that energy. They don't need to shake the cobwebs out at all. So I do think it could benefit the older uh, pitchers in the bullpen, but I can also understand how there is also gonna be a benefit for these younger players that they don't have to shake the rust off. They're gonna go right in there and start playing. Um, but yeah. Um, as far as picks go, Cots, do you have any picks right now? I mean, I've had picks since I could put picks in on gambling. So, what, so tell so. me, because <laughs> I have some picks. What What are some of your picks um, in regards to postseason, if this whole season goes through? Yeah, no. Um, I got – I think there's two – teams that I think are the favorites to get to the World Series, but I'll run it through real quick. I got AL East. I got the Yankees. I think they're – while I think they don't win the seat, win the division by maybe more than five games, I think the Red Sox and the Rays will give them a tight push. I think they're going to be AL East champs. I got my Cleveland Indians um, coming out of the Central. I got – just because I hate the Astros, I got the, the Angels um, – coming out of the West. I think this is this is really the, is this the know. year? It might come might not even play. I hope right? so. I I mean I think this is the year that they a shortened season. Um maybe they put some magic together. Um and then in terms of wild card, um I have the Astros and the Twins um for wild cards out of the AL. Then in the NL I have the Braves who I'm really high on. Um, I have the Braves coming out of the East. I have, unfortunately, the Cubs coming out of the Central. And coming out of the West, I, I have the Dodgers. And I think the Dodgers are the team that's going to have the biggest runaway mm-hmm. in terms of uh, games ahead, games behind in their division. So I have the Dodgers coming out of there. And then in terms of wild card, I have – Nationals, and I struggle between the Padres and the Brewers a little bit, and I'm high on the Padres. I think they got a young, fun team. Um, so I got Nationals and Padres in there, but I think the um, the East is gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I do think um, the Phillies have a chance to, depending on how the Nationals um, start the season. I think one of those two could be a wild card, but I think the Braves are gonna come out. Uh, guns blaze and then get off to a really good start and kind of not look back and take that uh, NL East crown this year. And then I got 
Dodgers and Yankees as World Series. That's like my brain pick. But if I was going with my see the Braves and the Indians or even the, the Brewers and the Indians. But that's what I got. But I think Dodgers, I think Dodgers are head and shoulders. I mean, they always are on paper. If they'll win in the postseason, that's to be determined. But them and the Yankees are the two juggernauts that I think everyone's going to be uh, gunning towards. Okay. So I'm going to go down the list. Okay. Let's, I'm going to start in the, in the NL. Okay. I think out of the NL East, it's going to be, I think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the NL East with the Phillies getting the wild card spot. Okay. Or one of the wild cards. Um, in the Central, I'm telling you, this is going to be my surprise pick. The Cincinnati Reds are going to win uh, the Central, the NL Central. Um, I don't see that, but I'm all for a surprise. Last year, they had a strong push towards the end of the season. I think they're going to build off that. I I honestly believe that the Reds are going to win the Central. I think the schedule plays to a disadvantage this year, but. I see it, but I'm telling you, I I think the, the Reds. Um, the West, the Dodgers are going to win the West. And I'm going to take the Diamondbacks with the last wild card spot. Interesting. In the NL. And then in the AL, I got the Yankees with the Rays being the um, wild, uh, one of the wild card teams. Out of the Central, I have the Twins and the Indians with the wild card. And then out of the West, it's going to be the Astros, just because they're going to have a giant chip on their shoulder after all this cheating thing. I'm telling you, the Astros are going to come out like men possessed because they're going to go out and try and prove that um, they can win one without cheating. Um, as, As far as a World Series goes, I... I think this is the year for the Dodgers, man. I think Dodgers over Yankees. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said earlier, I think this really benefits the Dodgers this year, this shortened season. Um, as we all know, they've struggled in the in the postseason. I mean, they were won like 106 games last year, yeah. and they still struggled in the postseason. So, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting all around. Um, I'm really curious to see how some of the bottom of the barrel teams perform as well too. Uh, Tigers or Marlins. I'm curious to see if either of them get 15 wins this year. So <laughs> it'll I mean, be interesting. Hey, man, Thursday. It all starts on Thursday. You have a great lineup, man. Cole versus uh, Scharzer with uh, the Yankees against the Nats. And then 10 o'clock you get San Fran and the Dodgers. So, I mean, it's, Great first day of baseball, and then the July twenty fourth on Friday, man. Every everyone else is going to be playing. It's going to be I fun. Mean, I'm like Scher- I'm Scherzer so excited. and Cole. Yeah, Scherzer and Cole to kick it off. That's some good stuff. Um, I'm excited too about how the scheduling plays out this year because you're pretty much just playing against your own division, and then the National League or American League equivalent of your division. So that's right. why I think it's going to be difficult for the NL East and the AL East, because while they're beating up on each other too, then teams like the Phillies got to go and play the Yanks for a series, the Red Sox yeah. for a series. So scheduling, it, 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 I think, has a unique twist on it this year. I think that's one thing 
they got right with trying to figure out how to do this and keep it one relatively uh, safe travel distance, but still pretty intriguing and entertaining all around. But I'm fired up for baseball to be back. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But should be some good Definitely. stuff. Definitely fired up for it, man. All right, let's get into this week's list. All right, Jake, tell the folks what we got from this week. All right, so our list this week, the list on stadium foods. So foods that you get inside the stadium, not specific to one sport, but any sport, any venue, any type of arena. Yeah, and nothing crazy that's very specific, like yeah. a Permanente Brothers sandwich at PNC Park, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're not doing anything extremely specific. Um, the so common foods. Your, your, your more common, generic um, stadium foods. Yep. Okay. All right, who's going so, first? All right, I'm going to start this baby off. Um, number five, nachos. <laughs> wow. I feel right. like... I feel wow. like it, do- it doesn't number matter five? what type- Number five? Number right, five. Wow. I feel like it doesn't matter what type of sporting event you go to. Um, like, even when you're a small child uh, going to I- – I know when, when I would go to uh, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton uh, Penguins games, the AHL affiliation of uh, the Penguins, uh, I'd always get the nachos. Um, I mean, you find them anywhere. The smaller arenas, um, smaller ballparks, little league games. It doesn't matter. From when you're younger to when you're adult, nachos with cheese, solid choice. Can't believe, wow. Um, all right. My number five is a ballpark pretzel. Soft serve oh, pretzel. Yes, absolutely. There is nothing better than a ballpark pretzel besides an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Those are the only, that's the only thing that's better. Gotta um, love Annie Ann's. I gotta get, we gotta get on Annie Ann's for a sponsorship or something. We can, yeah, we could definitely work on that. But a soft serve, good pretzel at a baseball game, even a minor league game, oh, nothing better than that. Like, besides Annie Ann's, like I said. Okay. But that's do, my number five. Do you get the cheese with your pretzel? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I always get a little, you always get a little dip, dip, always. dip in there. Always. Um, some some ballparks now are doing the uh, like the little pretzel bites now too, which is just cool too. It's not as great as no. your normal classic pretzel, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you got if you, if you know if you want to switch it up a little bit, those are better for dipping, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're a big dipper, but I'm not a big dipper, so pretzel yeah. number five. That's a great pick. Not on my list, but great pick. Okay, number four, fries. That might be your worst pick ever. Just fries, okay? They're, I mean... The like, fact that nachos are lower than fries on here make me want to... Whoa, whoa hang on. Whoa, 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 hang on a second. Fries in stadiums are superior than to any other fries that you would get anywhere else from like a See, fast food place. No, that, that, that's a horrible take. And what? Ho- Wait. Because, because you're going to go like, if you get like chicken and pizza fries... Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. But no, we're talking about basic. That's not fries. not specific. Not yeah, specific. but just that's fine. That's exactly the point. Like, yeah, if you're gonna bring in like those types of fries, that's fine. But just a normal basic fry, like a chicken tender basket with fries, no, they're horrible. Well, no, it's right now. I'm just talking about regular fries. But still, like, the, yeah, just getting regular fries 
are not good at like just the regular classic fries at most stadiums are not good. See, I disagree with you. I think fries in stadiums are better than any other fries you would have, with probably the exception of like boardwalk fries. I'm a big fan of boardwalk fries. Like you don't get those at stadiums, but I'd rather eat Burger King fries than no fries. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. That, fries you in have, a stadium, how they're battered is you need, better. You need to than, get an adult palate, young man. I no, mean, come on. It's not. It's it's a very adult palate. I'm saying those fries you get at stadiums are better than McDonald's fries. They're what? better than Burger King. They're, no matter what fries you get at any fast food place, those you're gonna fries tell me they're at better than Five Guy fries. What? Five Guy fries. See, that's it's a different type. Get out of here. Five guys, get out. Five I'm done with you. Fries are, like, are you done with this? Because I'm over this. Hang on. I'm hey, no, too let angry. me talk. This is my Okay. It's time um, for horrible Five takes, Guys folks. fries are that, um, like they're they're individually sliced, whereas the fries you get at stadiums are like battered and then fried. Does that make sense? Nope. I'm telling you, <laughs> fries in stadiums are better than any fast food fries. Well, with the exception of Arby's Curly, but that they're in their own category. Also, do you ever notice that you always get this? No matter where you are, you always get the same cup. Yeah. If you get a cup of fries, it's always the red cup with the fries on the outside. The pictures of the fries on the outside. Do you ever notice that? Yes, and just plain ballpark fries are horrible. I should not be. I mean, okay, maybe they're not horrible. Maybe I'm over exaggerating because you got me so angry right now. But they're not top. Stadium fries hit different than any other fries you'd have. That that is completely not true. I've had many fries that have hit way better and way more uh, delicious than stadium Stadium fries. fries, Stadium fries are amazing. Uh, Okay, all right, go go with your number four. Number four. Most people will say this isn't a food. But for me, it's definitely part of my daily diet, so I consider it a food. Number four is beer. That's not a food. Yes, it is. It's, it's a drink. It's we, a food. We didn't say stadium. It's drinks. got carbs in there. No, that's not a food. Beer isn't a food. Number four is beer. Oh Jesus! And you can't go to any game, any any uh, if it's hockey, if it's baseball, if it's football. You always get a beer. It's your number one food. I'm not denying that, but it's not a food. Yeah, oh, well, I consider it a food. If you're going to put stadium fries that are better than... Stadium stadium fries are foods, Cots. Beer isn't. Beer's a drink. I don't know. Maybe for you, but I have a weird Where's brain that thinks so. food pyramid? Probably, like, right up top with, like, protein. No. Protein's towards the bottom. Well, I don't know. I'm not a food expert. Well, obviously, <laughs> because you put beer as a food. It's not a food. I think if you ask like 90% of the, like if you did a poll. Oh, my like, God. That's going to be our around a, That's our next poll. Is beer I, a food? Beer's a food. No, it's not. All right. Number it three. It fills you up. It fills I'm you up. up. It I'm fills up. you up. All right. Number three. Okay. This is, this is something I think we can agree on. And this is one, this is for the young kids out there, because this is a classic. The, oh, I think I know where you're going. Right the this. ice cream in the helmet. Okay. One of the best memories as a kid. Um, and th- I think this is more prevalent in um, ballparks, baseball mm-hmm. parks. 
but one of the best memories as a kid, uh, going to a game in on a hot day with your with your soft serve swirl uh, ice cream in the team that you're rooting for helmet uh, their helmet, um, and then watching your your team play baseball. I mean, it's I think it's a great memory to have. It's great for the younger kids. It definitely should be in our top three. Um, ice cream in the helmet. It's a good one. I got something else in the helmet coming up a little bit. Okay. But it's funny that you have that at number three. I have something else at number three that is in the realm of the ice cream, I guess, food pyramid now. I guess okay. I don't know the food pyramids. But number, th- but-, but number three, shut up. Number three for me is Dippin' Dots. Stop it. You're high. What? Dippin' Dots are amazing. Okay. Go on about Dippin' Dots. I have I have something to say about Dippin' Dots. So you, you go don't like you don't like Dippin' Dots? No, no, hang on. Dippin' Dots is you always when you see the Dippin' Dots um, stand, you always think, you know what? I think I want some Dippin' Dots, and then you get Dippin' Dots, and see the dots down. the dots are like sticking on everything. The spoons gonna is all sticky because you can't. You're trying to carve into the into the dots that are all stuck together and it's a terrible idea by the end of it especially get like cookies and cream there's just chunks just, of oreos just in the in in this bowl uh this small dish i guess you could say of all these dots it's not the ice cream of the future it's terrible um first off i just I overrated just you, dipping dots think- is overrated I think you just don't know how to eat them. No, Dippin' Dots is overrated. That's, I'm sorry. That's horrible. But it's the truth. I mean, first you're going to tell me that stadium french fries, yes. basic stadium french fries are better than all the french fries in the fast food world. Yes. Yes. And I then now you're going to tell me are, that. The way they are battered are better. Now Dippin' Dots are overrated. and I mean, that's. Listen, when I said fries, I'm not talking about the ones you get from little, like the little league concession stand. I'm talking about the ones with the red cup with the with the picture of the fries on the outside of it. They're better. They're the way they're battered are better. But you talking about Dippin' Dots, man? Dippin' Dots are some of the most overrated food Mm-mm. going. Nah, you got about a billion flavors. They have orange Dippin' Dots now. They got strawberry ice. Um, they have all different kinds. The Liberty Ice was always one of my favorite, and the Funfetti. Um, maybe you just only ever got cookies and cream, and you didn't like it. And cookies and cream is just an overrated ice cream to begin with. Sure. Um, so that could probably be your that's eye. A, that's stupid. Birthday birthday cake was always a good one too. Um, so yeah, maybe you're just doing it all okay. wrong. You get Dippin' Dots at okay. Here's my next question. You get I would Dippin' get, Dots I would at get, stadiums. Yeah, where I like get minor dipping league... dots at like um, an amusement park. Like when we go to Hershey Park, I'd get dipping dots. That's I've fine. never, you can get them there I've too. never eaten dipping dots in a stadium ever. Yeah, if I was ever at a minor league uh, baseball game or major league baseball game, for that matter, if I ever wanted ice cream, I would get dipping dots. Oh man, I would get dipping dots. That's my number three. <sighs> That's a terrible, terrible. That's a terrible pick on your part. All right. I, mean, I just um, whatever, dude. I'm you sad. took that's French a terrible, fries. That's a terrible it's a great pick. pick. It's a terrible pick. Dipping dots. What are we? We we're not at an amusement park. We're at a stadium. Yeah, and they're great. 
right. Um, number two, the chicken finger fry basket combination. Oh my god! I, how did I know you were going to do this? Because you get it every time you go to a Penn State game. That's I've not put... true. I don't get it every time. Although that's for stupid. the people who don't know, there is this cult following of people that love uh, the chicken finger fry baskets at Beaver Stadium. But anyway, the chicken finger fry basket is the best bang for your buck out of any type of stadium food. Chicken and fries, it's a heavenly combo that is guaranteed to satisfy your hunger at the stadium. The chicken finger fry basket. It's a lame pick. Um, Can I go up my number two? Yeah. What what are you going to give me a number two? Uh, Hot dogs. Oh, that's a good pick. Uh, hot dogs, any type of, well, just even, no, not any type, your basic plain hot dog where you got to put your condiments on it. Yep. Um, if you want it in the tin foil, mm-hmm. the better, um, classic, no matter what it is. It, I, I honestly believe that if someone gave me a hot dog from a stadium outside of the stadium, I would probably think it's disgusting, but there's something mesmerizing about that first hot dog, that first bite when you're in a stadium, especially at a baseball game. So they're always about 10 times better. So hot dog. I mean, I agree. That's a great pick. That's why hot dog is my number one. Um, There is no food combination, food sport combination that goes together more than a hot dog and baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, Major league ballparks even have dollar dog nights. They set foot long. No day at the ballpark is complete without a good hot dog. Not only that, um, even football games I go to, I mean, come on, you get a hot dog. You get a hot dog with your, um, you get a hot dog as you're watching the game. Like you said, with the tin foil, hot dogs number one for me. It's good. At least we agree on something. Um, number so one. What, what's your number one? Number one for me is helmet nachos. Okay. There is. And I don't know how you have nachos at number five, um, but helmet nachos are by far the best food that you can get at a sporting event. Why it's better than ice cream in the helmet is you can't really share the ice cream in the helmet that much. There's not the quantity amount in there. A good, big, helmet-sized nachos, if you're with three or four people, you could share a little bit. Pre-COVID, you could share a little bit, get your hands in there. It's the best. Layers of toppings, whatever you want. It's very easy. Finger food. It's and also it's delicious. It's one of the the best combinations ever. Also, anything in the helmet just honestly goes up about ten points on the flavor scale. Oh yeah. Um, so here's my. So no, nachos is a good pick. I'm not gonna disagree. Nachos is a good pick. So. I feel like nachos are more of an indoor sport type of eating. No, I get nachos all the time at a baseball game. No, I mean, I can see it, but when I have nachos, I'm at a, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of NBA games, but like usually a hockey game, I usually get the nachos. Um, And I guess baseball, I think I've had, maybe I've had nachos once, once in a while at a baseball game. Uh, but I just feel like baseball, it's hot dog. That's fine, but you're not only going to get a, you're not only going to get one uh, piece of food at a sporting event. You're not just going to get one uh, hot dog and call listen, it a day. Okay, 
I'm going to tell you this. That's why you tailgate, my friend. You, you should never go into. You don't tail. I mean, you don't tailgate baseball games. As, I mean, you, you're from Philly, so you, they just tailgate I'm not everything. From, because, hang on. I'm not from Philly. Shut up. I mean, you know what I mean. You're, you're talking in the sense of Philly sports, and they tailgate everything just to get hammered and belligerent drunk. You don't, most baseball settings, you don't tailgate beforehand. The only big tailgating sport is football, unless it's a very major game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've tailgated baseball games. I've tailgated, obviously, tailgated football games. Well, that's also, people, you're, again, you're thinking this is through a Philly lens. People in Philly tailgate because there's nothing else around there besides the Xfinity thing. You're not going to tailgate Wrigley Field where there's uh, the stadiums in the middle well, of the you city. Can't, I was going to say you can't. Yeah. So I mean, don't don't tell me that you're going to tailgate anything on a normal basis outside of football. I don't think I've ever tailgated uh, for a basketball game ever. Exactly. So you're you're agreeing that you were wrong with that statement. I mean, I'm not wrong, but I, I guess I'm just looking. Through it, through my own. If you range. get more than I'll get, if you get more than like one one thing at a football game, maybe. But no, I usually other get one. Game, I usually get a hot dog. I usually get a hot dog or a chicken fried basket and share with my family. <laughs> if it's a football right. game. Um, okay, hang on. I do have an honorable mention to kind of share with everyone, and I don't know. A lot better than your Dippin' Dots thing, but sure. I used to, I used to love these when I was a kid. I haven't had them in a very long time. But the frozen lemonades. By yeah, me. I wasn't a fan of those. You weren't a fan? I nah. loved the lemonade, like the regular version of the Minute Maid frozen lemonades. I would, they used to give them out on a, on a wooden, like a, 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 it was, it was just like a wooden plank that you would scoop them out. And then eventually we got, uh, plastic spoons, but I used to love those as a kid, and, I, and they, they it wasn't good enough to make my list. But I just wanted to make it known that for all you people that like uh, the frozen lemonades that you scoop out like ice cream, I, I remember them, and they were damn good. Um, the only that I have a, an honorable mention, um, any type of nuts or cracker jacks or anything, yes, like that. I just, I it's just not. I like them, but they're just not a favorite for me. Roasted peanuts. Roast. Sometimes I get them in like a cold fall type football. That, that's a nice little little snack. But um, every now and then, maybe at a baseball game, I never go into it thinking that's what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. But maybe if it's a good game around the sixth, seventh inning, if I need a little something, I'll get some, that's some a, peanuts. That's an old. That's an old baseball fan food right there. The roasted yep. peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having that discussion the other day, actually, with my roommate, saying how his father used to get roasted peanuts all the time down the old Brave Stadium. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, roasted peanuts though, or or Cracker Jacks, whatever. That definitely should be up there. Um, okay. okay, so I'm thinking top three should be hot dog number one. Yep. Helmet nachos number two, and then probably Dippin' Dots or beer at number three. No, absolutely not. Well, I will not give you Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots does not deserve to be in the top three. And what was beer, your top three? My top three was hot dog, chicken fry, 
uh, chicken finger fry basket and ice cream in the helmet. All right, here's what I'll give you. I'll give you hot dog. We'll do hot dog number one. Yep. Then we'll do. You can do helmet nachos number two. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll give you um, chicken finger fried basket at, at number three. three. Even though I don't, I mean, you're just pretty. You're you're literally you're gonna lie when I, after I say this, but you're literally basing it off of no, I'm not. What you get at the stadium? Yes, no. You are. The chicken finger fry basket is a great combination, no matter what venue you're at, not just Beaver Stadium. Maybe, maybe. Um, that's 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 okay. I mean, beer is definitely a food. Dippin' dots are great, and pretzels should get more credit. But when you're competing with the likes of Auntie Anne's, can't win them all. No, pretzel, pretzel's very good. This, yeah, pretzel was very good. Um, but no, definitely the the helmet nachos though. I don't think I've ever had. Nachos I'll give you this. Anymore. You could go. You could go hot dog. I'll take any food group really in in a helmet and then chicken finger pizza so you can <laughs> categorize your helmet ice cream in there if you wanted to but no you can ha- no uh, you can have the the nachos in the helmet so one hot dog two uh nachos in the helmet call them helmet, helmet nachos please. helmet nachos and then three chicken finger fried baskets Sound good? Yeah, yeah. With All an right, asterisk you that you're referring to Beaver Stadium. It's not. Price. It's not just the Beaver Stadium thing. It's in. It's an all stadium thing. All right, here we go. Our list on stadium foods. Number three, the chicken finger fry basket. Number two, helmet nachos, and number one, the classic, the hot dog. All right, now. Let's get in to our closing statements. We've received some sad news over the past few days, Cots. We have received word that Taco Bell will be removing several items off of its menu. One of those are the loaded grillers. The cheesy potato and the beef grillers were excellent cheap value items. But I understand, you know, weren't making enough money off of it. I understand why it doesn't make sense to keep them on the menu anymore. But why on earth would they get rid of the quesarito? The steak quesarito is one of the best fast food items out of any establishment. For $2.99, you get a delicious goodness of steak, rice, chipotle sauce wrapped in a flour tortilla. If anyone is listening and in any way, shape, or form affiliated with Taco Bell, please plead to your manager and have him go all the way up the ladder to keep the steak quesarito. Please, please save the steak quesarito. Um, That just pretty much reassures my comment about you having a child's palate that you care that much about Taco Bell. Listen, I don't care about that much about Taco Bell, but the, the steak quesarito is one of the best fast food items ever. Yeah, I mean, I think you know my stance on Taco Bell. I, think it's I, I know you hate greatly, Taco Bell. I I'm not a huge great, fan of Taco Bell, but I love the steak quesarito. It's greatly overrated. People, I, I've never eaten it sober. I, I honestly have never eaten it sober. So that should say something. Um. All right, this week I have more of a public service announcement for all our younger listeners out there. 
Um, and actually, just pretty much everyone in general. If you guys haven't seen the news, star Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence engaged or proposed to his girlfriend, Marissa. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But this dude is 20 years old. And now why I I believe in love, nobody – actually, I look back to when I was 20. I don't think you could ask me how to spell marriage, and I would be able to spell it correctly. I still don't think I can. Not even the fact – you might think my argument's going that, oh, he's going to be a star NFL quarterback, and he's going to be able to get whoever he wants. It's not even that. It's the fact that he's 20 years old. Like, I can't even drink yet, legally. And he thinks he's ready for marriage with probably, what, his second serious girlfriend that he's ever had. (sighs) I think it's the Dabo effect. I think Dabo is probably pushing some Christian ways on him. And for those of you, you know that I have a big beef with Clemson and the whole organization uh, lately. I think they're fake. And I think Trevor Lawrence is falling into that. My biggest issue here is for everyone who had future bets on Clemson winning the national championship this year. The biggest issue, the sports-related issue here, is this is going to greatly affect Trevor Lawrence's playing this year. Now, not saying he's not going to be in the Heisman contention and Clemson's not going to maybe go undefeated because they have a cupcake schedule. But mark my words, Clemson will not be in the national championship. And if they make the final four, they'll lose the first game and not even get to the national championship. And that is a direct effect of this engagement. Again, I'm all for love, but the guy can't even have a beer legally. And he thinks he's ready for marriage. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Sorry, I am pro-marriage, everyone, but just not when you're 20 years old. All right, folks, that's all we got for this week. We'll be back again next week with a fresh episode. But until then, adios.